1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, June 28th edition. We have a two-game early, 13-game main slate. Hope everybody enjoyed that Tuesday slate. That was just awesome. You know, if you cash big, you cash small, hopefully you cash some. But regardless, that was just a fun slate, because the pitching was money, freaking nuke them. You know, I-, I told you I love those low price guys, and... It was something else. Newcomb outscores a guy like Scherzer yesterday at 6,700. That wasn't bad. Nola was outstanding. go, uh, you know, Fires was great until he got beat up. I told you Cobb was an in, interesting GPP. You can go on and on and on. There was just interesting plays all over. Severino was just outstanding uh, against the White Sox. Another double-digit strikeout performance there. Great pitching all across the board in that one, so that was fun to go with some bats, you know, some disappointed, the Rays didn't do much against a guy like Williams, you got the Jays against Gossman, which we'll be going back to that Jays well today against Miley, there's no question about that, Uh, but yeah, and today brings another day of intriguing pitching options on your 13 game main slate, your two game early, you have Philadelphia at Seattle, Leiter Jr. versus Felix Hernandez, you got Colorado at the Giants, Freeland versus Blocked. So I always say, don't play two game slates unless you're just really, really bored and don't do a lot. Like keep it really limited, because you got to be really, really different to win anything big unless you're playing cash. Um, you're going Felix because you can't trust Leiter Junior, that right-handed pitcher. It's Seattle you're going Cano and Seeger and Haniger and Gamble and Cruz and everybody you want. With Seattle's in a great spot against Leiter Junior there. Uh, Philadelphia, Howie Kendrick's got great career success against uh, Felix. That's about the only guy that's really seen him from Philadelphia. You can look at guys like Althair and um, Galvis if he's hitting towards the top of the order um, and see what the, the rest of the lineup shakes out. Maybe Odabo Herrera is a cheap cheap option there, but you don't need to go cheap on a day slate with these kind of pitchers. Colorado at San Francisco, two lefties, two kind of softer-throwing lefties, two that have done a good job of limiting hard contact of late, even tied blocks in the top 30 on barrel fifths the last 30 days, at least he was as of yesterday, and he's gone. Not anymore. He was until some guys jumped him yesterday. Um, he's been doing really, really well the last 30 days. So, um, something to look at with Mr. Block in that one. But uh, Colorado, as you've seen, has struggled mightily on the road with their bats. They're still winning, but they've lost two straight to the Gigantes, and they got swept by the Dodgers. So, they're on a five-game road skid. Block might be just what they need to get going, though. Guys like Aaron Otto, even Trevor Story, who has left his extremely well is in play, you got, you know, Mark Reynolds at a three-run homer yesterday. Uh, the list can go on and on and on with Colorado bats that, you know, D.E. and Desmond, they've all struggled, uh, but all good-looking plays. Check Lemayhew he left he, yesterday's game with an injury. He's day-to-day. Um, that game went 14 innings, so the catchers could be uh, out of play. You got a guy like Tom Murphy catching in that game. Could be really nice value play with some offensive upside behind the dish for Colorado. Freeland, not a, bad, not a bad option at all. He doesn't get a ton of strikeouts, which, you know, we want in DraftKings. But the Giants cannot hit left-handed pitching. It's pretty simple. Uh, maybe they wake up today. They've actually hit okay in this series against Colorado, which has been kind of nice to see. But uh, you're looking at Posey. Uh, great play there. You got Slater as an interesting play against uh, lefties with that right-handed bat in the outfield. Uh, B. craw hits lefties actually pretty darn well. So does Belt. So those are options. Pence has been cheap lately. You can mix and match if you want some of the bats against lefties. It doesn't hold the Giants. Just don't hit them well, period. So there's your early slate. Nothing to get too, you know, locked into. Just be really, really small and safe with that slate. Because we got a good 13-game main slate to dig into. Looking at the DraftKings uh, DraftKings sl- uh, slates today. You need to get in on the. They have a bunch of good single entries tournaments today. They'll fill fast, though, so get on that quick if you want to get in. There's stuff in like a dollar up to $500. Like There's all different price points. Single entry is a great way to kind of even things out. Uh, you get one bullet, but everybody gets one bullet. You're not playing this 150 entry, guys, which I love. Um, I went on a little back and forth with Brock Ness Monster yesterday, a buddy of mine that you might have heard on a podcast of mine before, um, saying, why can't DraftKings have these? $25,000 plus tournaments every day, it makes no sense, even for the $4.20 max, I think they get a lot more players to come in there, because you know, you're know you not getting the, the gigantic sharks with 150 entries, and it's ridiculous, they did it yesterday, they had a, 50, almost, a little less than 59,000 people tournament, 25k, which is awesome, today they're back down to 29,000, a little less than 30, it's literally half, basically half of yesterday's entries, but the, the winner only gets 5k. I just don't understand DraftKings at all. I know they get more winners. 27% of the pool wins today compared to like 24.4 yesterday. So there's more winners, and that's their quote-unquote justification for it. But I don't know why they just can't do fifty to 60,000 entry tournaments every day and put big pools out there so everyone has a shot of making some big money, not just the guys that can enter the big boy tournaments and go from there. But that's my rant on that one. It just, it just frustrates me because you know they can do it, and they just don't. Um, I think they'd get more casual lower playing people because you don't even have to put 20 entries and you can put you know four or five entries at four dollars and still have a good shot because you're still you know your five entries to their twenty still has a better shot than your five there's their one fifty it's common sense. But rant over. Let's get into your uh, your Wednesday slate quick look the weather's really nice there's a couple slightly troubled spots but nothing too crazy it looks like unless something changes. Uh look take a look at that and there's a couple spots with the wind blowing out really nicely and a couple with the wind blowing out in uh, San Francisco winds blowing out to left center, which is kind of we're used to the wind blowing out there a lot. Uh, Kansas City, Detroit winds blowing in from right field pretty heavy, so that's something to pay attention to. Minnesota at Boston wind blowing out to right. Texas, Cleveland wind blowing out to right. Oakland, Houston wind blowing out to left. Dome might be closed in Houston. St. Louis, Arizona wind blowing out to right, but the dome should be closed there if it's 110 degrees. It's like freaking Hades doorstep. But um, – there's a couple good spots here, like I mentioned. You have a you know, good pitching environment in Kansas City at Detroit, and then uh, some nice wind blowing out in Minnesota, Boston, Texas, Cleveland, the non-dome buildings we know we'll have to use. Your totals on the day, on your day slate, Phillies, Mariners is 9, Rockies, Giants is 8.5. We'll hit the evening, Rays, Pirates, 8.5, Cubs, Nationals, 8.5, Orioles, Jays, 9.5, Royals, Tigers, 9.5, Brewers, Reds, 9.5, Hope some of you guys played those Brewers and Reds bats we talked about last night. My goodness, Mets, Marlins nine, Twins, Red Sox ten and a half, Rangers, Indians nine, A's, Astros nine and a half, Yankees, White Sox nine, Cardinals, Astro or Car- Cardinals, Diamondbacks nine and a half, Dodgers, Angels eight and a half, and Braves, Padres still waiting on a total there because big sexy Bartolo Colon is back. But let's get into your pitcher's top-priced pitcher on the board, Steven Strasburg eleven-six at home with the Chicago Cubs. I'm just mentioning him as, you know, he's a great pitcher. He's been phenomenal all year. His last three starts, 4.1, 16.6, 14.5 points are not going to cut it at this price point. He's had 5-5 five, five, and 10 Ks within 5 and earned, 2 or earned, 6 earned. He's only got 5 innings in each of those starts, 5 and a third and one if you want to be technical. He has not looked good his last three after being phenomenal on a run of just great starts. He's not walking a lot of guys. Um, his, his home run of fly balls getting him close to 50 50, which is a big problem. He's not even on the top 30 barrel fifth the last, or top 25 the last 30 days anymore. You know, he's got a Cubs team strike set over 22% of the time. He's striking out 27.5, 12% swinging strike rate, which is outstanding, uh, good ground ball rate. Everything points to, to nice stuff. He's a heavy favorite against Lackey today. Um, Cubs have the lowest total on the board at three point eight four. Lefties two seventy three. Righties two eighty four. I think he's in a great spot. You saw how Mad Max got hit around a little bit from time to time, but he kept striking guys out like Mad Max does and got through it. Can Strasburg do the same? There's a lot of cheapies under six K that I'm in love with tonight, just like I was last night with you know high risk tremendous reward upside so if you want to go Strasburg you can but I think you can go down at pitchers today there's not a ton in the you know mid tiers you got to go way down but uh, Strasburg should be in for a good spot but you know the Cubs can run into home runs at a moment's notice so keep close eye on that your other guy over 10k is you Darvish she's 10-9 at the Cleveland Indians Another guy, just kind of like Strasburg, has been pretty good, actually, of late. His last four starts, 34.6, 7.3, 23.4, 25.5. He had that one hiccup against Seattle. But then prior to that, you know, at the Yankees was phenomenal. At Houston was good. And then home against the Mets, all good. Those three successful starts, he's 7, 7, and 7 and a third. No earned, one earned, three earned, 7, 12, 8 strikeouts. He's been really, really good in those starts. Um Good matchup for him. Actually, not a good matchup. Cleveland strikes out about 20% of the time. Darvis is striking out 27% of the batters he faces. But in the last 30 days, he's moved up to 18th best on the barrel. Phipps still getting barreled over 4% of the time. Striking out 30.6% of the batters he's facing. So he's got his strikeout back. swinging strike rates up. Um, still getting up a little too many home runs to fly balls. That's just not good there. But facing a Cleveland team with a team total of 4.5.9, kind of middle of the pack today. Lefty's hitting 2.73, righty's 2.77, but they have an outstanding Woba and ISO against righty's. Something to keep in mind. It's a GPP play, like kind of how Carlos Martinez was last night. He pitched really well, 10Ks in his outing. He's facing a supreme offense in the Indians. Like almost everybody, 1 through 9, is a power threat. Um, You can't miss against these guys because they usually, usually will make you pay. Um, but the upside there, the ownership should be low and he could be in for a huge, huge night in Cleveland. Uh, be very careful though. GPP only with Darvish. So Strasburg, Darvish are two guys over five digits. Um, both risky, both have tremendous upside, both risky. If you don't want to pay up, I have no problem with that. Kind of how I was last night. But if you do, like you saw Severino, Seamart and Scherzer, they are all 25 plus point guys. So. They got it done last night. It doesn't always work that way, but they're there if you need them. I'd still go Strasburg over Darvish, but both both with some risk. Um, as we go into your next tier, Chase Anderson, 9,700 at Cincinnati. Chase Anderson has been phenomenal. One of the best soft contact guys in baseball right now. He's um, got one, two, three, four, five, six straight starts of like 19 or more DraftKings points. Five of those sticks. 24.5 or more. He's been really, really good. His strikeout rates has improved like six or more in almost all of those starts. Uh, two earned runs. He's given up no more than three earned runs in all those starts. Four of those starts, he had no earned runs, and he's not facing slubs. One was at Arizona. He's he's had some really tough matchups. He pitches in a very good hitting ballpark in Milwaukee. Now here's your kicker. He's been uh He's in the last thirty days. He is six on the barrel fit, getting barreled zero point eight two percent of the time, which is outstanding. Striking out over twenty six percent of the batters he faces. Cincinnati strikes out almost twenty one percent of the time. All that looks good, but like I said, the kicker: you're talking Cincinnati. They have a four seven two team total. Lefties two eighty three, righties three sixty three. So reverse splits. Not too bad. They have their main guys outside, like Duvall and Suarez, are lefties, but they have that three thirty-two Wobo and one eighty-nine ISO against right-handed pitching. They smack it, and in that ballpark, you saw what they could do yesterday. Heck, Billy Hamilton went deep. We saw Votto and uh, Suarez and Duvall all do their thing yesterday. Chase Anderson has been phenomenal. He's GPP only because the price tag is steep. It keeps rising with Chase as he's earned it, but. It's a tough matchup. We saw their team total. The overall total on the game is 9.5. It's an interesting one, to say the least. But uh, Chase Anderson, $9,700. The one, probably the highest guy I like right now would be Zach Godley at $8,800 at home. against the St. Louis Cardinals. You know, it's tough getting guys at Chase, like I mentioned yesterday, but Walker pitched well until he kind of got hit around towards the end of his outing late in the game. Um, C-Mart pitched really well in six solid innings. Godley's been outstanding. He had 26.8 points at Colorado's last time out in seven innings of work. 22 at Philly, which is another hitter's ballpark. 20.6 home against Milwaukee. 14.7 at Pitt. one nine at Milwaukee. Uh, but his three starts since returning, 26, 20.6, 22, 26.8. Been outstanding. Uh, seventh best barrel fit last 30 days. Getting barreled 1.01% of the time. Striking out 26.26% of the batters he's facing. I like Godley a lot tonight. Um, Cardinals strike out over 21% of the time. Godley's got a 14% swinging strike rate and a 60% ground ball rate, which I just am in love with that ground ball rate. That's what you need in a ballpark like that. Um, St. Louis' is team total on the day. Is it's actually higher than you'd think, which surprised you. No, it's middle of the pack, 454, still higher than you think. Lefties are hitting 337, righties 295. They're a right handed heavy lineup for the most part. And you know, they got Carpenter and Fowler, and that's about the really only ones you got to worry about. Uh, 323 Woba is not bad, a nice 175 ISO versus righties, so it's a lot like Walker, but Godly limits the hard contact a lot, a lot more, and it's still a very good K rate. I like Godly quite a bit. And I'm willing to roll with him tonight as my probably my highest price guy if I don't go up to Darvish or Strasburg, and I'll, I'll use a lot of these low guys. I, I mix them. I'll get to it later. But I mixed them match low guys and I didn't even pitch the high guys. and had all the bats in the world, so you can do things if you're willing to gamble, but you have to be willing for the fall. You just have to be willing to take the fall. Uh, going on to the last one in this price range. Can't believe I'm recommending him, but he's he's earned it of late, especially in GPPs. Masahiro Tanaka, 8,300 bucks at the Chicago White Sox. Yes, the Chicago White Sox can hit the ball, but we saw what Severino did. We saw what Montgomery's done the last two nights. Tanaka's last three starts: 33, 13.6, 25.4. If you tell me that 13.6 roughly, it will say 15. We'll round it to 15. It is my low point? I'll take it. We've been saying forever a swinging strike rate has been phenomenal all year. In the last three games, 9Ks, 10Ks, 8Ks. He's gotten it done. Zero earned, five earned, one earned. But even in that five earned game, he had 10Ks in four innings and still got you 13.6. So the upside's tremendous. So his last start against Texas, eight innings, three hits, nowhere in 9Ks. Pitched great at the Angels. And now we have the Chicago White Sox, who, yes, have been hitting a lot better. We know this. Uh, they strike out almost 23% of the time versus righties. Tanaka's pitched so well, he's off the bottom 25-liter board the last 30 days. That's how much better he's been pitching. Uh, swing strike rate over 14%, ground ball rate around 48%. He still gets into trouble. I'm not saying he's not going to get lit up like a Christmas tree, but that's what makes him a, a a GPP play in this matchup. They have one of the lower totals on the board at 441. Lefty's 296, righty's only 312. They have a 299 Woba, which is below average versus righties, a 153 ISO just about average. Tanaka's in a sneaky spot tonight if he just just can keep the ball in the ballpark because the Ks are going to be there against the White Sox, and there's tremendous upside. This is one of those GPP plays that it scares me even recommending them to you, but I'm going to be on it because it's got that boomer bust potential to skyrocket you in tournaments if he gets you that 20, 25-plus point game. This is big. It's kind of how I felt about Paxton last night, and you saw how well he pitched until he started giving up runs towards the end of his outing. But that K, those Ks were there. Tanaka can have a similar start to Paxton, and Paxton got you 25 points. I could see Tanaka giving you three or four runs, but getting you eight plus Ks in six or seven innings easily, and he's gonna, he could do that no problem. And you're you're sitting 20 plus 25 plus points. Uh, I like Tanaka tonight. I'm going to roll the dice with him. It's a scary roll, but I will be there. So your mid-tier, I go Godley, Tanaka, and Anderson. And now we get in to the punts. The below 6K boys and my ride-or-die boys. Here we go. One I'm not as high on, but has tremendous upside. Kind of how I felt about Cobb yesterday. It's the risk-reward you want to play. It's Daniel Norris. He got beat up at Seattle's last time out. There's no hiding that. Prior to that, though, 22.1, 17.3, 16.7. And three straight starts against Tampa, at Boston, against the Angels. All starts you take right now at 6600 bucks. His Ks are up five or more in uh, all four of his last four starts. It was six or more in the three really good ones I mentioned. Facing a Kansas City team who struggles against righties. Um, when we look at Daniel Norris... They strike out about almost 19% of the time. Norris striking out about 22%. Nothing too crazy there. Normal swinging strike. 40% ground ball. The hard contact keeps going down, but it is scary. There's no hiding that. We mentioned how the wind is blowing in from right, which we like. They have a four-five-seven total, just about middle of the pack. Lefties 329, righties 342. They've been hitting it better. You know, Low Kane, um, Salvi Perez, Hosmer can even hit lefties. Moustakas is okay. I'll see this Escobar has been playing really well, leading off for him again. Escorias has been leading off. Whip Merrifield is. Both of them can't hit lefties. But they have a 296 Wobo, which is below average. It's really bad. That's like San Francisco Giants bad. And a barely average ISO of 146 versus lefties. It just depends on what Norris can do. If he can get you five or more Ks, five or six innings, two or three runs, tremendous value for 6600 bucks. Can he get lit up like a Christmas tree? Very possible. But he's looked much more like the prospect they were hoping years ago with him. And the potential's there at a $6,600 price tag. So Daniel Norris is on the board. Next up, David Paulino of the Houston Astros at home against the Oakland A's. We saw Fires yesterday pitch great until he got the grand slam to Ryan Healy. Uh, Paulino's in a very similar spot, and he's like almost two grand cheaper. So he's like $1,600 cheaper. Paulino faced these same A's in Oakland his last time out. Five on a third, seven hits, three earned, six K's for 16.6 points. Start before that at home against Boston, six innings, three hits, one earned, four K's for 21.1. There is shelling upside. He can get hit around because he gives up a lot of hard contact. There's no hiding that. Um, but he's got a good, good strikeout ability. And the A strikeout 25% of the time versus righties. He's a huge favorite. Minus 175 right now. Against Oakland, which is great against Jesse Hahn, striking out twenty four point one percent of the batters he's facing, only walking six point five, which is outstanding. That's great to see, but the ground ball rate's low; it's only thirty four percent, and the hard contact rate's about thirty six percent. Two big concerns against an Oakland team who can crush righties. We talk about it a lot; they can hit them hard. They have one of the lower totals on the board at four three two lefties three sixty one righties three twenty three, a really good WOBA of three twenty four, and an outstanding like premium ISO of one ninety seven. Got to love that kind of ISO. So tons of power with Oakland. It's very similar to the Fires feelings yesterday. Upside's tremendous, and you're saving $1,600 or something like that on Fires. Maybe more, maybe less. I don't remember exactly what his price was yesterday. But um, for the for the price tag, the value's tremendous. So Paulino at 6500 has great, great upside. Another guy who price tag always stays low, always has upside, Ivanova. 6400 bucks at home against Tampa Bay. I want to mention him because you look at his home road splits this season. At home, 253 ERA at road, 349. He's averaging 18.2 drafting his points at home. Um, he's not a big strikeout guy. That's, that's been Nova forever. But just look at his numbers here. His last home start against Chicago, seven-eight-six 6 hits, 3 earns, 6 Ks, 21 points. Home against Miami, 24.9. Uh, Arizona was 11.6, but Philadelphia 15.1. Um, that's it. So his home starts, he's at four home starts. He's been pretty good. Lowest one's 11.6. He got 15.1 in the end of the 20s. At 6400 bucks, you take these things. Ivan's facing Tampa Bay, who strikes out 25% of the time. Versus right. He's mentioned his K rate's on, only 14.5, but he only walks 2.7, which is outstanding. Ground ball rate close to 50%. Low hard contact. Lots to like there. Tampa Bay's team total is the third lowest on the slate. That stands out big time to me with a guy with a price tag like Nova's at 64. Tampa Bay, a 4-1-3 total. Lefties mash at 345, but righties only 292. And you know, no Brad Miller. Now you have Echeverria and Beckham with the middle. That's two righties. You got Longo at third. Longo's actually hit Nova well in his career. But then in the outfield, you have Sousa Jr. who hits as well. And then you got... Malik Smith, who's on a power-hitting lefty, but he's a lefty, so he can get on and steal. you got C. Dick, of course. You love. Um, Rasmus, or Rasmus is out, I mean Lomo. That's what i with Lomo. So, like Lomo, Dickerson, you're worried about. Smith's not bad. Souza and, and uh, uh, Longo are threats, of course. But outside of that, they're not the big-time powerhouse they are. They still have a great WOBA and an outstanding iso against right-handed pitching. One of the best isos in all of baseball, if not the best, at 210. That is outstanding. It's risky, but it's $6,400 risky, which we can take. I like Nova tonight to be, you know, 15-plus point upside. That's all we're looking for in this range because we get all the bats in the world. Uh, next up, Trevor Bauer, 6,200 versus Texas. Bauer's been hit and miss, but he's been a lot more hit than miss lately. A lot less hard contact. Texas strikes out 23.5% of the time. Bauer striking out almost 27%. Ground ball rate close to 48. Uh, you like a lot of what Trevor Bauer's doing. Four four one totals on the lower half of the slate. Lefty's only three fourteen. righty's three twenty five. Um, it's a lot like Clevenger last night. The strikeouts can be there. He can give up the long ball though, so it's it's risky. It's it's but it's sixty two hundred dollars risky risk I'll take with Bauer, who's been really good the last month or so, and his his peripherals show an even better trend in the right direction. Okay, the last two, I think will be solo owned, and it makes me more excited to own them myself. We're looking at Blake Snell making his return to the majors from AAA, $6,000 at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Everyone's going to have that sour taste of Blake Snell in their mouth from his his just horrific start to the season. It was bad. It got him demoted, folks, and he's been great. Uh, And AAA in his – where is he at? He he only got four walks in 17 and two-thirds innings uh, in his last – Three starts in his whole time in AAA, he went five and zero with a two six six ERA. Don't worry about the pitch counts; that was more than fine. He had a sixty one to fifteen K to walk ratio. He, all the reports were saying he fixed a lot of things that were going wrong for him, and we saw the K upside he had when we would play him. It'd be just don't have that blow up inning, he'd have that one bad inning. He'd walk guys, or they'd have a they'd string together some hits, whatever it was. Outside of that, he would pitch great almost every start. He was always so close. I'll roll the dice tonight at $6,000. That is cheap. Pittsburgh strikes out 20.5% of the time versus lefties. Um, when you look at their team total, 4 3 sevens on the lower half. Lefties, 291. Righties, 340. They have a below average WOBA of 296 versus lefties and an average ISO of 140. There's a lot to like about Snell. If he's not walking, guys, which is an if. And these things really worked out and can transition from AAA to the bigs, which is not if. 6K is a steal. This is a guy we'll see higher than that soon, closer to 7K. We're saving, you know, 500 dollars easily. And that upgrades your bats immensely in certain positions. So, Snell at 6K, definitely in play. And the last one, it's really, really risky, but it's Luis Perdomo, 5,600. He's at home against the Braves. Um... I just want to mention his last few home starts against Detroit, 25.3, Cincinnati, 15.6, Chicago, 17.6. His last three home starts have been great. He had a hiccup against Arizona, but then 21.9 against Milwaukee and 16.7 against Colorado. All of those starts for 5600 bucks, sign me up. He's an extreme sinker ball pitcher, ground ball guy. So if he's getting that located, he's fine. Atlanta strikes out a little over 19% versus righties. He strikes out 19.4% of guys. 65.1% ground ball rate. If he's working that, we are in business. Uh, but lefties do it 369, righties 337. There's a lot to be scared about, but for 5600 bucks, tremendous upside with Perdomo. So there's my rambling for you. At the low range, you know, I said Norris 66, Paulino 65, Nova 64, Bauer 62, Snell 6,000, and Perdomo 56. I'm going Nova 1, Paulino 2, Snell 3, Bauer 4, Perdomo 5, Norris 6 on my lower end of the spectrum. So Strasburg-Darvish in the top. Godly tanaka anderson in the middle. And then Nova, Paulino, Snell, Bauer, Perdomo, Norris down below. Last night I mixed and matched Nola and Jacin. Nola and uh, Holmberg. Not Holmberg. Um, I'm blanking. The Atlanta picture that we... Nukem. Um, I mixed all kinds of different options down there last night. It was beautiful. Things it, it doesn't always work that way, but when the punts work, it is a glorious situation. Now let's look at the bats to use to attack these arms tonight. Yeah, Gary Sanchez, Carlos Rodon making his return to the bigs after being injured and recouping all season in the minors. And he had like 13 innings, 14 innings. What did I see? Uh, Let me get you the the more exact answer here for Rodon real quick. I was reading it last night. He hasn't looked good. Let's just put it that way. Um, Very sketchy. They're bringing him up because, you know, he's their future. He was supposed to be their ace. Um, In minor league rehab starts, 14 earned runs over 13 and two-thirds innings. That's not good when you have to go face the Yankees. So, Gary Sanchez is definitely in play at fifty. 5,000 on the dot. It was Monte Grandal versus Meyer. I almost recommended Meyer just the way the Dodgers can hit righties. I stayed away. They've struggled. They've been quiet for the most part of the series. Myers has tremendous upside on strikeout potential. But Grandal at 42, not bad versus Meyer. Uh, you got Alex Avila versus Ian Kennedy. I absolutely love that play. First base catcher eligible, 3,900 bucks. If you're not paying for Sanchez, Avila's next on my list. Um, Kennedy gives up a lot of, Fly balls, some hard contact, and is one of the best hard contact guys in all of baseball. Salvador Perez at 3800 bucks versus Daniel Norris is a really solid play. Salvi's been swinging it well and uh, definitely in play in that one. Martin Maldonado versus the lefty Ryu can be in play. Maldonado's price tag continues to skyrocket to 3800 bucks, but He's playing great. 8.5 DraftKings points his last 10 games. Got shut down last night, but then 14, 5, and 12 is three previous. He's got power upside in that matchup against Ryu. Brian McCann, 3,800 versus Han is in play. So you got some higher price catchers to look at here. Russell Martin let us down yesterday. Only got five points, but he's been hitting it really well lately. Seven points in his last 10 or seven, averaging seven points in his last 10 games. And he's going up against Miley who we're going to target. Cause he's horrible, horrible. And, uh, If they get shut down back-to-back nights by Gossman and Miley, then that's just the way the DFS gods are meant to be, but those are tremendous matchups to target. You got JT Realmuto versus Steven Matz at 36. That's not bad. Um, As you go down the list, Chris Herman versus Wainwright is outstanding. Catcher outfield eligible if Herman's in the lineup, preferably in the top half of the lineup, but if he's in the lineup still at 35, it's not bad. Wainwright has been struggling, and in that ballpark, that could have some tremendous upside. As you continue to go down the list, uh, Travis Day node versus Jason, uh, Jeff Locke in Miami at 34. Has some nice upside on that one with his right-handed bat there. Devin Mezzarocco gives Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson, reverse splits guy. Anderson's been very, very good, as we've mentioned, limiting the hard contact. The righty's hitting 363 on him compared to lefties at 283. eighty has got some power upside at $3,300. It's Not a bad look in that one. I'll mention them almost every day. Robinson Torinos, he's 3200 bucks for his Bauer. Bauer can give up the home run. We know this. Torinos has tremendous upside in his 12th home run of the year yesterday. If you're looking for a catcher with the power upside, Torinos at 32 is that guy. Um Jason Castro versus Rick Porcello at 32. Castro's bat's been a little quieter of late. There's no high in that, only averaging three points his last 10 games. But he was on fire at one point, and Porcello has been hittable. So if you want to hope that comes back, he's there. Uh, Stephen Vogt didn't crack the lineup last night. I'm going to say it again. If he cracks it tonight at 3200 bucks against Castillo of Cincinnati, that is a very sweet-looking play. Castillo looked good in his first career start. I'm not throwing him against the Milwaukee lineup in that ballpark. If he pitches great, more power to him, and he'll definitely move up the radar. But I will wait and see approach that one. Rene Rivera, if he gets a start over DeArnaud, 3,100 against Locke, definitely in play there. Uh, Matt Wieters versus Lackey. Lackey's been one of the worst pitchers in baseball. So much hard contact, home runs, everything, you name it. Weeders at 31 versus Lackey, really good upside. Elias Diaz for Pittsburgh, if he gets a start for Pittsburgh versus Snell at 3K. Snell, he does struggle a bit versus Wrighty, so not bad there. Uh, Manny Pena went deep for Milwaukee yesterday, so if he gets a start instead of vote, he's 3K. It's not horrible. Don't mind it. Um, as you go down the list, gets a little bleaker. I mentioned Bruce Maxwell yesterday. He came through with 13 DraftKings points. I'm telling you, this guy can hit. He was a not like top, top prospect, but he was he was touted as one of their top catching prospects last three games, 13-0-13. That's so what you expect from a catcher at 2700 bucks, The zeros are there, but Two 13 13-point games, two three-hit games. Um, he's got good stuff. Facing Paulino at 2700 bucks. Maxwell is a really, really good, cheap play. He won't be cheap for long, I have a feeling. Um, and then as you continue to go down to Kevin Smith, who I always mention, he's 2400 bucks. He's not like the biggest world beater, but he's consistent. Facing Tanaka at 24 is not bad if you're fading Tanaka and that's probably about it. Uh, If Juan Gratero, or whatever his name is, for the Angels, gets in the lineup, he's 2,200 as a punt if you want to go that direction. But I don't think you'll need to. If you face those low pitching options, you'll be fine. Going over to first base, Goldie at 56 versus Wayno, Bellinger at 54 versus Meyer. That's got tremendous upside. Lomo versus Noah at 46. We like a lot. Zimmerman versus Lackey at 46 is in play. Rizzo at 44 versus Strasburg. I mentioned him yesterday at 4K versus uh, Scherzer. He got four points. Still a cheap price tag for the upside with Rizzo if you're going to fade Strasburg, who can give up the long ball. Smoke versus Miley at 43 is outstanding. Smoke crushes left handed pitching. His price tag is down. He was up on the 5Ks for a few days. That's a lot of upside with Smoke at 43. Josh Bell's a switch hitter as well. He's 43 versus Snell. Uh, Joey Vado, 43, versus Anderson's always in play. Eric Thames, 4,200. He's been disappointing lately, but still a great price tag with tremendous upside. So it's not bad at all. Trey Mancini, 41, versus Strowman. Strowman's been giving up a lot of hard contact. 17th worst on barrel fifth the last 30 days. Uh, we're talking a hard con- or a barrel rate of 8.2%. He's getting hit around hard. We saw that in that Texas start lately. Um Trey Mancini he loves hitting righties. Forty-one hundred bucks, first base outfield eligible. Matt Adams versus Perdomo. If that ball is not sinking, Perdomo is a batting practice pitcher. So, if you're not using them, I don't. That's fine. I get it. Fifty-six hundred bucks. It's dicey, but uh, Adams has upside at four K. It's in a you know not the best hitting ballpark. It's not bad, and if he's sinking it, Adams will be in trouble. But there's upside at four K with Adams. Mentioned Avila at thirty-nine. Who I like a ton. Kendris Morales also a switch hitter against Miley at thirty-nine. Is awesome. If Smoke and Morales both in play, you can only use one. Unfortunately, Yonder Alonso, thirty nine versus Paulino, is definitely worth the look. Matt Davidson, due to Tanaka's or Tanaka's, you know, home run rates that start against uh, Oakland, where he struck out ten and four innings, still gave up like two or three home runs, so he could throw a great game. So if you want one off of Chicago, you don't have to stack him. Davidson's first base, third base, L is what thirty eight hundred bucks with tremendous home run upside. As you go down the list, uh, Wilmer Flores versus the lefty. Wilmer's up to $3,800, which is high for Wilmer. But he's first base, third base eligible, and he destroys lefties. We know this. Just mashes, mashes, mashes. He went, he had an 0 for last night, but then prior to that, 14 points, 23 points, 17 points. Wilmer's been swinging it well versus righties and lefties, but he's facing the lefty and lock at 3800 bucks. Tremendous upside at first base or third base in that one. Got Joey Gallo, first base, third base, 37 versus Bauer. Always a home run upside. Matt Carpenter, 37 versus Godley. If you're not using Godley and you want a cheap upside first baseman, Carpenter's way too cheap. Way too cheap. Adam Land it's 3600 bucks. If he cracks the lineup, he has really, really good career history versus Lackey. So he can be a sneaky GPP play. Miguel Cabrera continues to be too cheap. He's 3500 bucks. He went deep again yesterday. He's starting to really heat up, folks. Not every day. He's not like raking it. and like putting a hitting streak together yet, but he's hitting really well. He can hit Kennedy really well at 3500 bucks. I like that a lot. Ryan Healy, who destroys right-handed pitching and left He's destroying everybody right now. He's first base, third base eligible at the Grand Slam last night. He's only 3500 bucks. He's definitely in play. So a lot of guys in the 3K range that are worth a look tonight. You got uh, Jose Ozuna, who hits lefties really well, and Snell at 3400 He's not like a world-beater in Ozuna, but there's upside there. Jose Martinez is always in play with his power. First base outfield eligible at 33 for St. Louis. If you want to punt play, that he's not always in play, period. Just only if you want to punt. Tyler Moore from Miami, if he cracks the lineup against the lefty Matts, first base outfield eligible with some power upside at 31. Sam Travis for Boston against the lefty Mejia. He hits lefties really well in the minors. We're waiting to see it more consistently in the bigs, but he should get to start almost every day against lefties. So $2,900, tremendous upside against a guy like Mejia and that short green monster distance, not short in height in left field. Sam Travis at 29 can be a sneaky value play with some nice upside on that one. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it at the first base position. Going over to second base, Daniel Murphy, 51 versus Lackey's outstanding. Jose Ramirez, 49, second base, third base for Starvish He just keeps doing it. Keeps doing it. He's definitely in play. Altuve, 49. Dozier, 46. Both look good. Kinsler at 43 is really solid versus Kennedy. Detroit stack is in play against Kennedy. I don't care. He has a good start every now and again. He's so hittable. So hittable. Scope at 43 versus Strowman's a really good play. He continues to rake, showing his power. He's averaging he at 12.7 DraftKings points his last 10 days. He had 12 points last night, 2 for 4 with a double and 2 runs. 23 the night before, 2 and then 14. Swinging a really good stick, hits righties and lefties just fine with power. powers, 4300 Uh Scooter Jeanette, 42 versus Anderson, is not a bad play at all. Josh Harrison versus a lefty, second base, third base of 41 is definitely in play. Chris Taylor versus Meyer at 41 is okay. Paul DeJong with some power upside at 41 His price tech continues to go up, folks. Remember, we were on that train a long time ago against Godley. Uh, we got Eric Sogar leading off second base shortstop at 39. Johnny Villar is back. Um, he's 43. You can use him if you want. He's just, he was so inconsistent before he got hurt. Ian Half 39 versus Strasburg isn't bad. Uh, Brandon Phillips at 38. Whit Merrifield leading off against Daniel North at 37 is in play. That's not bad at all. Kipnis 36 versus Darvish is worth a look. Descalso 36. That price tag's getting a little too steep for my liking now. Jose Perella, 3,600 against the return of Big Sexy. That is definitely in play. I don't care if it's righty-righty. He's in play. The power upside of Jed Lowry at 3,500 against Paulino. He returned to the lineup last night. Got you 12 DraftKings points, going two for five. Good to have Lowry back. Um, he's definitely in play at 35. There's some good value and power in that one. As you continue to round out, Dustin Pedroia versus Lefty Mejia at 32. That's We know he's not a world beater these days. He had 17 points last night, but, you know, he had 8 points the night before. He's not lighting the world on fire. But against a lefty like Mahi at $3,200, bucks, he has been batting second in that boss nor order that has potential to go off tonight. Um, that's a lot of upside at 3200 bucks with Pedroia. A lot of upside. I like that play quite a bit at that price tag. Uh, as you go down, if you're not paying up, that, that is. and. Yeah, that Yomer Sanchez, twenty-seven versus Tanaka, not bad at all. I mentioned him. he's leading off last night as a good play. Twelve DraftKings points. He's not going to get you twelve every night, but he has that kind of upside. And against a guy like Tanaka, he's definitely there. So twenty-seven hundred bucks with Sanchez is not a bad punt play, and that should do it at your second base. But maybe Tommy the again if he plays. He's like twenty-four hundred bucks. I saw when he was in the second lineup. I liked him. He had a couple nice hits in that one. Going over to third base, you got Jose Ramirez again at 4,900. God damn it, Jackson. Bad. Bad. Sorry about that. And after Jose Ramirez, you got Jake Lamb at 49 versus Waino, who's a great play. Justin Turner 47 versus Meyer, the righty matchup is definitely in play in that one. Uh, Sanoa at 46, Travis Shaw at 45. Loved him yesterday. He went deep. He's in a great spot again today. Travis Shaw at 4500 bucks. You got uh, Anthony Rendon, Evan Longoria. Like I said, good history against Nova at 44. Jed Jericho 44 versus Godly, Josh Donaldson way too cheap versus Lefty and Miley at 4,300 bucks. That's why I like the Jays today. Their price tag is still down quite a bit in this matchup. I like it a ton at 4,300 after Donaldson. It's, it's there's still great stuff. Bryant's 43 versus Strasburg. Uh, yeah, Beltray who went deep again. He is on fire right now. Beltray's 4,100 bucks. You know, he doesn't care if it's a righty or a lefty. 11.6 DraftKings points his last ten, on average his last 10 games. He had 17 last night, 23, 16, 10, a zero, then a 16. He's homered in three straight games. Tremendous upside. Multi-hit games, three or four. Lots of upside. I like Bauer a lot. He's been pitching great. But if he blows up, Beltre should definitely be a part of it. And even if he doesn't, it's just like a one. Like, Clevenger didn't blow up, but Beltre still had his. Like, Beltre's got that ability at 41. It makes for a very intriguing play tonight. Josh Harrison, 41, versus Snell. Mentioned him already. The Todd father at 4K versus Tanaka. Some power upside in that matchup. Uh, Manny Machado, he's been swinging it much better of late. You know, I wouldn't say he's completely back, but he has been better. Averaging 10.3 DraftKings points the last 10 games. Uh, Going up against a guy like Stroman, who's been giving up a lot of hard contact. He's got that power upside. Mm -hmm. And he's only thirty nine hundred bucks. There's a lot to like about Machado at thirty nine hundred. A lot to like. That's a guy for longest time. All of last year, most of this year, he's in the f- high fours to five k range. You're getting him at thirty nine hundred bucks. That is value. Uh, Nick Castellanos, who we continue to love and continue to get low owned and continue to get low price at thirty eight hundred bucks. Another great spot against Kennedy. I mentioned Davidson for his power upside at thirty eight. Wilmer Flores at thirty eight. Uh, Mustakas for a lefty at thirty seven. Gallo thirty seven. Those aren't bad. Uh, as you continue to go down, one day we'll get Johan Mancada One day, Eugenio Suarez thirty five hundred went deep yesterday. Uh, tremendous upside in the righty. Uh, the reverse splits of Chase Anderson. He's been slumping a bit of late, but he did have a big game yesterday. Maybe he wakes up. Maybe not. It's up to you to decide. Uh, do like Ryan Healy at thirty five hundred against Paulino. Eduardo Escobar, third base shortstop at thirty two, has some upside there. David Freese versus the lefty Snell at 32. He does hit lefties rather well. So that is a lower priced play if you want to go that direction. And then after that, there's not a ton to go running to at the third base position. But there is a lot in that mid-price range that you can definitely get behind. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Ryder Jones. Well, you're not playing. That's on the day slate. Never mind. Shortstop. Seeger's day-to-day is 5100 versus Myers. He would be in play if so. Trey Turner, 5K. The guy is amazing. I tell you, he's worth the price tag these days. I've told you that. He's averaging 14.2 points his last 10 games. He had 32 points last night with four stolen bases. Um, A few games back, he had like five. He's facing Lackey, who just like Arietta and Lester can't hold guys on. You can run all over him. Contreras is decent at throwing guys out. If Montero catches again, you're all over this kid again. So 5K is in play. Bogarts at 48 is a little steep because the powers has not been there. But he has been producing still uh, against Mejia is not bad. Correa at 48. Owens at 44. Andrus at 42 has some really nice upside versus Bauer. Uh, Zrubo Cabrera switch hitting versus Locke at 41. Lindor at 4K versus Darvish is not bad. I mentioned Sogard. and Simmons versus the lefty Ryu at 38 is okay. Didi Gregorius versus the lefty Rondon at 36 I like quite a bit. Uh, as you go down the list, it gets a lot bleaker. You got Tim Anderson at 33 versus Tanaka, which is okay. Mentioned Eduardo Escobar at 32. Uh, Tim Beckham versus Nova at 31 is okay. I wouldn't go running. Barreto's up to 3K, people. The climb is on. He's up to 3K. Franklin Barreto. I still don't mind using him against Paulino. I, and I keep recommending the, these A's bats because I love Paulino. But in that ballpark, the way they've hit with power, just like I said with Fires, the upside is tremendous with their bats. It's such a risky play, but it can work. Fires are still good. If I get that kind of production on Paulino tonight, I'm totally fine. And the A's will still get theirs. So you're fine either way. Beredo at 3K, not bad at all in that one. Uh, for a little cheaper options, you know, Glaber Torres, not Glaber Torres, that's Ronald-, Ronald Torres, he's third base shortstop for the Yanks, I've been using him most of this week for value, if I've needed it, he's 27 versus Rodon, so it's not bad there, uh, Tyler Wade got called up for the Yankees, he's shortstop eligible, but he's a left-handed bat, so we'll see if he makes the lineup, he pinch hit last night, he's 26, Echeverria, he's 25 for Tampa Bay, he was playing last night, but Nova usually does well versus righties, but he's a punt if you need him. He was batting ninth, so you can wrap it around with a like a an Echeverria, Dickerson, you know, whoever's batting second, or Smith Dickerson, one, two, three, or something, if you want to get different. And then we got our boy JT Riddle, he's 2K, but it's lefty lefty in that one, so we're not sure how that's gonna play out. Heading to the outfield, Aaron Judge, 56, is always in play. Same with Bellinger at 54. Springer at 52, he had another bomb last night. The guy is on fire. Harper at 52, Betts at 5K, all worth a look. Dickerson at 47, I love Versnova. Dickerson continues to be in play. He's got over 100 hits now on the season. The guy is just amazing, amazing at baseball. As you go down the list some more, Conforto's day-to-day. Ryan Braun is back, he's 45 against Castillo in Great American Small Park. Not a bad play there. David Peralta home run last night, he's 45. J. Up and J.D. Martinez, both 44. Love them both. Told you how much I liked them last night. J.D. went ding dong. I That's my guy. J.D. freaking Martinez. Love him. But uh, Upton, I love him, period. Not just today. I'm just saying period. J.D. Martinez and Upton, both 44. Chisinau at 44. Keon Broxton at 44. Uh, those are all decent plays. I go J.D. first and then Upton, Broxton, Chisinau. All good plays. Tommy Pham, power upside at 44. But I don't know if I go there. He's been slumping a bit. But the upside is there. Uh, Duvall at 43, I like a lot. Reverse splits versus Anderson. He's in play. Jay Bruce can hit lefties. He's 43 versus Locke. Michael A. Taylor, 4,300. more Mazzara, 42 with the power upside. McCutcheon, 42 versus Snell. He's back to the three spot in the order. That brings more value with McCutcheon at that price tag. That's pretty sweet. Jock Jams hit a three on homer last night. He's 42 versus Meyer. Mentioned Thames. Scooter Jeanette already at 42. The Grandy Man continues to hit. and He continues to lead off, and he continues to hit lefties. I can't keep ignoring the guy. He's averaged 11.5 points the last 10 days. Here's his 14, 25, 12, 12, 21, 24. That's his last six games. That is crazy. Got like four homers in those six games. He's streaking, folks, and he's 4200 bucks against Jeff Locke. Definitely worth the look. Same with Giancarlo Stanton and Ioannis is both 4200 against Mats and Locke respectively. Those are all really good options at 4,200 bucks. Really, really good power options at 4,200 bucks. Uh, Bonifacio versus the lefty Norris at 41 for the, for Kansas City is not bad at all. I mentioned Mancini, Steven Souza Jr. at 41, I like quite a bit. Shevler at 41 is in play. K with the Chris Davis at 41 is in play against Paulino. Joey Bats leading off at 3,900 bucks versus Miley is a lot of value. Tons of value on that one. Low Kane at only thirty eight hundred bucks versus the lefty Norris has some tremendous upside. Sensu Chu leading off against Bauer at thirty eight has some upside. Fraser, no Cameron Maben thirty eight versus Ryu is not bad at all. Billy Hamilton at thirty eight is not bad. Matt Joyce leading off at thirty eight is okay. Marcelo Zuna versus a lefty at thirty eight hundred bucks is tremendous. He crushes lefties. Crushes lefties. Brian Goodwin at thirty eight hundred bucks, in second against Lackey is not a bad look at all. Milky Cabrera at thirty seven, Adam Jones at thirty seven, all decent plays. Malik Smith thirty seven leading off is not a bad play at all. As you go down some more, Robbie Grossman's hit Porcello okay in a short time at thirty six. Chris Young for Boston, he hasn't been a world beater this year, but he hits lefties extremely well. He's thirty six hundred bucks. He'll be in the lineup. Steve Pierce of Toronto, I love him tonight. Facing a lefty and Miley Pierce crushes lefties, and overall he's been playing better the last like you know three to four weeks I'd say. But he really hits lefties well. He's thirty six hundred bucks, not a bad play there. As you go down the list some more, Seth Smith leading off against Strowman at thirty five That's some nice upside. Mentioned Chris Herman, Aviso Garcia is only thirty four hundred bucks with that power and the ability of ho- uh, Tanaka to give up home runs. There's upside with Garcia at thirty four. Manny Margot's back off the DL. He was leading off last night. He's 34 versus Cologne. He did go 0 for 4 last night, so I'm treading lightly with him until I see more. But he is back if you're curious. Max Kepler, 33 versus Rick Porcello, is definitely worth a look in that one for some upside. Um, as you go down the list, Jake Marisnik at 33. You mentioned Jose Martinez. And then it gets a little bleaker. A lot bleaker. Mark Trumbull's only thirty-two hundred bucks. That is a lot of power upside for thirty-two hundred bucks. Just throwing that out there. Risk reward, but it's tremendous upside. Um, as you continue, I'm in Tyler Moore at thirty-one before Brandon Geyer's back. But you prefer him versus a lefty than a righty. Corey Spangenberg, is third base outfield eligible. He's thirty-one hundred versus Cologne. Lefties have beat up on everyone's beat up on Cologne, but lefties have, so that's not a bad play at thirty-one. Matt Olson was batting second last night. He's only three K versus Paulino. That's tremendous upside. And then Christian Yelich, he was thirty two hundred last night, which was too cheap. He's only three K tonight. I know it's lefty lefty matchup. He's not horrible against lefties. He has slumped a bit, but he's still averaging eight point one DraftKings points his last ten games, which you take in a heartbeat at three K. Last night, three for four with a run, a double, two ribbies for seventeen points. Three um, K, tremendous upside. With that, That's like value of value with Yellick tonight. Uh, a few more guys down below here before we wrap it up. Um, I know there's one I'm looking for. Where'd you go, buddy? Where'd you go? One second. We're get, there you know No, that's not him either. What are they having priced at today? Huh. I must have just missed him. So I'll have to check back on this one. But our boy Austin from uh, from the Yankees. Right-handed bat versus Rodon is an outstanding play. I don't know why I can't find him unless they pulled him out of the outfielder's pool. And I wasn't paying attention. Or they just really raised his price tag on me. Why don't I just type it in? It might be a lot easier. Uh, Tyler Austin of the Yankees. He's three K. There we go. $3,000 for Mr. Austin. So that's a value play against the lefty in Rodon as well. So there you have it. There are your bats. Recap the pitching. You got Strasburg and Darvish, your 1-2 up top. And then your middle tier, I go Godley, Tanaka, then Anderson. And then down below, Nova, Paulino, Snell, Bauer, Perdomo, and Norris. When you're looking to stack, uh, San Diego versus, versus Cologne is sneaky good. Lefty's 342, righty's 321. That's like a, a contrarian look there, even though because Cologne's so bad. Uh, Braves could be okay versus Perdomo, but I, I'd gamble elsewhere. Boston, highest total at 5.63 versus Mejia. Lefties, 4.07, righties, 3.49 versus Mejia. Love the Blue Jays at 5.18 total versus Miley. Lefties, only 2.84, but righties, 3.58. Donaldson was too cheap. Um, you got even Tulo's kind of hitting if you, you want to go there. You got Russell Bart behind the dish. Uh, Bautista's cheap, price in the outfield. There's options there. Astros versus Hahn. Lefty's hitting 385 versus Hahn. Righty's 288. Uh, Seattle, that's a day game. Arizona versus Wayno. Lefty's hitting 355. Righty's 326. 496 to- total. Arizona looks really good today. One of my favorite ones is Detroit. 493 total versus Kennedy. Love, love, love that. Um, Milwaukee versus Castillo can be good. A 478 total on that one. They have a 191 ISO versus righties, and, and they're in Great American Small Park. Don't forget right-handed bats against Chase Anderson, 363. Um, Nats versus Lackey's not bad. Yankees versus Rodon is not bad. If you want to be contrarian, Indians versus Darvish. Uh, Royals versus Norris, righties are hitting 342, so keep an eye on that one. Uh, Mets versus Jeff Locke, lefties 338, righties 359. Mets are sneaky today, sneaky, sneaky. Uh, Texas versus Bauer is a very sneaky play. I like Bauer a lot, but lefties 314, righties 325. That's why I mentioned like Beltray and Andrus and some others. Uh, Average Woba, but a 192 ISO versus righties, so there's power potential there in that one. Uh, Lefties 361 versus Paulino, righties 323. A's, they have a low team total, but the upside is there. So some nice looks on your evening slate. So don't forget You got two game early, 13 game late. Hit me up on Twitter at BD Intric with any questions you have. Check us out. The sports, at the DFS golf gods has your preview for the quick and loans national. It is out and ready to rock and roll, but more importantly, good luck tonight. It's a nice looking 13 game slate. Don't be afraid to punt pitching and load up on bats and take a gamble, gamble a little. It's fun. Um, But it's risky. But if not, there's tons of options all over the board, and there's bats for days. Again, hit me up on Twitter. I'm here to help. Some of you guys do. Some of you don't. Hope you guys are winning. I don't really know what's going on out there, but you guys are listening, so that's all that matters to me. Rate and review us, please. Check us out. iTunes, Spreaker, SoundCloud. But more importantly, good luck tonight. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Wednesday, June 28th edition. I'm out.